Hey everybody, it's Drew. It's Blake. And you're listening to the Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Controllers podcast. Everybody, welcome to episode 42. I'm still going to be promoting my short story for a while. They come this night. You can find it on Amazon just by typing the name. And uh, Drew's been posting the link in all the notes since I've announced it, yeah, I think. It's in all the show notes to all the podcasts. Yeah. And uh, as of right now, as of this recording, rather. Uh, no one has claimed the uh, signed copy or the soon-to-be-signed copy yeah. of the uh, Tennessee Gothic movie. Uh, Jeff Wedding. F- by, uh, written directed by Jeff Wedding. And uh, refer to episode 40 on how to claim it. There are three questions that we ask near the end. Yeah. And Those you are can- also in the show notes of episode 40, the three questions. Mm-hmm. But you have to listen to the episode to get the answers to the questions. Yeah, we do that on purpose, so you can't just Google it for free stuff, because people do do that. Um, and uh, of lately, we have been more interested in people uh, joining the Twitter and or the Discord page. They mm-hmm. seem to get more, they're less hampered by paywalls, by, like Facebook. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's see here. And we've also been twitching a bunch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, streaming rather, not twitching. I got a twitch, but that's just because too much caffeine. But streaming video games. And uh, just a few examples. Uh, me and Drew, the last couple of weekends, we've streamed our entire playthrough of both Gears 1 and Halo 1 because yep. they were available on Game Pass. And individually, uh, Drew actually recently finished, I think like last night, he streamed his entirety... Of yeah. Yakuza 3, right? Yeah. Not on one night. My, yeah. my, my game time for Yakuza 3 was 29 hours, but I did stream. Uh, I think I streamed every single sitting I had with it, Yakuza 3. Mm-hmm. And me, uh, just as a preview for an upcoming uh, game, is uh, we had a, a VR game sent to us via Gamefly, and I played through the entirety of uh, Moss, which is mm-hmm. uh, about a couple of sittings, probably like, I don't know, 15 hours or less. Yeah. Which is interesting about Moss is what you would have streamed would have been like a normal 2D looking game would be different than what you were actually uh, seeing in the headset. For people to see what all they see was like what shows on the TV, mm-hmm. but you, you were experiencing something yeah. uh, kind of different, which we'll talk about on a later episode with Moss. And uh, real quick, I'm gonna kind of go through our social media. Yeah, um, stuff on the other other end. We we still use all this stuff. We're trying to use the stuff here on the front end, like Blake said, a little more. It's a little easier to use and. People are more seem more active on them, so. Oh, and I say, you say if you if you come to New York, we've had a couple of people pop in and out of the streams. If you pop in, say something to us. It's kind of it's kind of the point of uh, uh, it's kind of the point of the streams. Oh yeah, uh, yeah it is. <laughs> um, yeah, if if you're there, please say something. We're, you know, I get it. Maybe 
you're awkward online as you are in real life, but just say hi. You know, we're just as awkward too. Um, you can find us on Facebook by typing in the whole name of the po- of the podcast. You can get into the group. You can also find us on Spotify the exact same way. And uh, Spotify will also pull up the playlist of all the songs that uh, we have played on thus far. Drew's been pretty accurate on keeping that up. Yeah, adding a new song today. Now, typing in the word to Smoking Controllers, you can find us on Reddit, Twitch, and Discord. Probably. I believe. <laughs> it's a, at a certain point, it's probably easier to type in the name of the podcast and see what pops up, because we're on, we're on everything. Yeah. Speaking of that, that's how you find us on Twitter. I didn't even say that a second. It'll be typing in the whole podcast. Yeah. So we're, find we're us hard on. at social media. And uh, just the number two for the uh, the email. Yeah. Uh, one, and one, the Instagram. Yeah. And one thing I did um, forget uh, on the front end here. I forgot about our... We actually do have a, a Patreon now. Mm, I, didn't. I keep I keep... I'm really bad at just social media in general. And Patreon is probably one of the more important things for, for small podcasts like us, just to uh, keep the lights on and whatever else people say. Um, now the cool thing about Patreon, like like most people do with Patreons, is there is a little bit of an early access deal with it. Uh, today, after we finish recording this episode, I will post the unedited, complete audio to the Patreon so you can get it uh, a week early. Because we record one Sunday and then I put out the next Sunday. It's just, it just gives me time to edit properly and do things the way I want to do them. So if you join the Patreon, which you just search our podcast name, when we come up, you can get the, uh, I think the one tier is just a, just a dollar, just to do that. You pay, you know, a dollar and you get to uh, get this unedited auto audio. See, there you go. I might edit that part out. Unedited audio um, a week early. And then we have another tier, which we hope people will use eventually. I haven't mentioned it before. I figure people will, will just look at it, but... The $3 tier is high as we've gone, and we'd like uh, people in that. We'd like to do a monthly thing, or maybe more more, more often than that if people ever do it, would be um, somebody picking a game, like any any game on Game Pass, regardless of genre and any, any other nonsense, and uh, pick if they want me, Blake, or both of us uh, to stream a little powwow. I don't know. I think that's the word. Uh, the stream a little uh, experience we have with that, that that particular game for a couple of hours on a day of the person's choosing. We do that a couple of times a month if people want, want to get involved and stuff like that. But anyway, that's the Patreon right now. We'd like people to get involved with that and help us out because I said we so we say before when I first announced it, we we bought a, we've like like all little podcasts we bought a bunch of equipment and stuff like that, which is you know which is fine. We do it with or without the Patreon, obviously we didn't do a Patreon for over a year because I'm an idiot but other stuff like Devious Pixel and things like that are not uh, free we like to pay for the we like to pay for good work to get done our intro song we paid for that and other cool things like that so anyway that's the last thing that I have you got anything else I forget I forget I always forget Patreon uh, I just took note of it so I think I'm I think we're good Good. Mm-hmm. That it. Yeah. So, uh, like a normal episode, this is a normal normal format episode. We have two two games, and then I will have a band at the end since Blake did a TV show last TV. episode. Uh, so I'll let Blake uh, take the reins here to tell you about the first game. All right. Uh, as I said earlier, welcome to episode forty-two. Uh, our first game I'm talking about is called uh, My Friend Pedro. 
It uh, originally came out June 20th, 2019, so it's mm-hmm. a fairly new game. Uh, the developer is Dead Toast Entertainment out of uh, Malmo, Sweden. Wow. Now, uh, unofficially, uh, one, one cool thing, it's actually one dude. Really? Uh, Victor Art Agren. A-G-R-E-N. Hmm. And he's been kind of futzing around with uh, making games and flash animation since about 2004, but he didn't officially call himself a video game developer until 2014, and which is where he came up with the Dead, Dead Toast Entertainment. Hmm. Now, he's only made three games thus far. The original Flash version of My Friend Pedro. Then a, uh, it's called Nunchuck Charlie. A love story. I don't know too much about it. I'm assuming it's probably similar in uh, style. style. And then the actual full-blown, with money behind it version of my friend Pedro. Which, uh, so the game itself is a, uh, a 2.5D shoot-em-up. Mm-hmm. You know, which is really just like a side-scrolling with minimal platforming where you can kind of come in and out of the foreground sort of because you're coming up and down flights of stairs so he's sort of yeah I don't remember the the like the jumping like obviously you can jump there's a lot of jumping but I don't know if plat I guess there is like moving platform there is platform I don't think there's dying no only unless you're getting shot at well yeah well you know what I mean but I'm like like if you like miss a jump you're not falling to your there's no pitfalls well first and foremost let me clarify I didn't beat the game I guess I, I didn't either. But yeah, so there may have been like pitfalls and spike traps later, but as far as it wasn't that play, kind of game though, because you're running and jumping through buildings. But you're getting you're hunting down like gang members and stuff like yeah, that. But so it, maybe word got around and they set up traps later to increase that's, difficulty. That's, that's a stretch, but I, I, I just think it was more of a kicking down doors and busting through buildings kind of thing because it was I say grounded, but the game was grounded in like a like a, like a normal thing. Like the dudes running through warehouses and buildings, just capping folks. So it wasn't like a fantasy thing. It was, but it was just buildings. It was you know, ridiculous action, but yeah, it wasn't fantasy thing. Because the whole game kind of starts mm-hmm. with your main character kind of getting into a bit of a scuffle, mm-hmm. I guess, with some uh, gang members, and then out of nowhere, he kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of like zips into his mind palace. Is that what happens? I don't know. Well, out of nowhere, a banana starts talking to the main character. Yeah. It's like a hallucination. And then I think after you kill your first person, he explains that his name is Pedro. And he's like, come on in. And he like pulls you into your own mind palace that he's currently living in. Yeah. And then explains all these, like the kind of the game mechanics to you and stuff. Yeah. It's weird. It's a, it's a weird game. Yeah. I mean, guess we... My friend Pedro, with the, with all the title art being a banana and stuff like that, and so he explains to you all your different abilities, which you, I think you kind of get all from the get go. They don't, you know, as far as I know, you're not getting power ups. It's well, all. I don't think you're getting different different guns occasionally. Different guns occasionally, yeah. Because like a lot of the stuff you can do, there's a jump. Well, there's, there's like slide, parkour, basically. Parkour, yeah. You got jump, slide, rollings. And then you have a, uh, a cool thing. 
Now, I want to clarify, some of these weren't in the original Flash game because it just didn't have the processing power, or rather, yeah. maybe he didn't have the idea then. The slow motion stuff? Well, uh, the split aim. The, oh, with split the tool, aim. Well, you can target with one arm on one gun, or one person with one arm and one person with the other, and pull the trigger sim- simultaneously. Yeah. So that wasn't there. I think the slow time was, but I don't think the crazy flipping and kicking, because you could kick some people too. If you, if you like slide the door, you could jump and kick them. Yeah. And make them break through barriers. And... Yeah, there was a lot of, uh, there was a lot of like people, people conveniently standing next to doors as you, as you bust in. But they stand next oh, to the yeah. door and you kick the door and they go flying and they, I think they hit other, I think you can use bodies to hit other people. Like it was all about. Yeah. Speaking of that, um, the, the whole point of the game, really, is to go, 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 yeah. and be as stylish as possible. It's a, yeah. uh, what do you call it? It's a point-based... Point-based uh, points and combos and yeah. non-stop moving and accuracy and stuff like that. It's it's a, it's a very skill-based, which is beyond... Uh, me. Game type is beyond me and a little bit beyond Blake. We weren't scoring very high or doing uh, very well. Cause it like, rates you at the end of each little section. The sections go by pop by pretty quick yeah each one's probably each i guess scene is like two to five minutes maybe if yeah. that i'd say two minutes max in all honesty because some of my game times some of my i think the longest one i had was like three minutes and 13 seconds for my longest section that was dying a few times yeah so that was three minutes and probably three minutes spent in the level with a, probably a poor rating i imagine they want yeah. you to get through twice as fast as that but and like it should be like it's like that constant i imagine I didn't watch any videos of somebody better playing than me. I imagine the game looks really cool. Maybe when somebody's like a profession professionally playing or just cares more about combos and points than I do. I've never cared about com- I, I Honestly, for being honest, I don't like games with uh, points and combos. I just especially when games out them in kind of pointlessly. Well, it's not pointless for that particular game. Yeah, that's it's kind of the, it's kind of the only what it has. Otherwise, you'd just be shooting folks, I guess. Because the only other game I can think of immediately was that um that bullet storm game depending on how cool you killed somebody you got points and stuff yeah that, that, that had combos and stuff but the timing for that didn't seem so tight as it did on my friend pedro the, the friend yeah. pedro i even did pedro have a clock like counting down on the screen no it, it just gave you the time at the end and then yeah. you need the time trials after you beat i mean, I mean, I mean between like was there ever a, i don't know if there's ever a some games will have a clock but like a clock between kills like you have yeah, yeah, there like, was. Was there a clock? Like, yeah, like two seconds. in the corner. It, yeah. Where it appeared like combo, and it was like the awesome, combo, cool. combo time. And then the the uh, the bar would slowly un, unfill. And you could combo by, like, hitting Kinda people. Like Devil May Cry or something. Yeah. Except shooter. Combos oh. come from, of course, hitting people or causing them to hit other people, like shooting a grenade out of someone's hand or killing them whilst they have a grenade. And they drop a grenade and blow up other people. And then as you got further in... I didn't experience much of it, but one of the later things is only off uh, particularly frying pans. Oh, yeah, bouncing the thing. bullets. It was you could ricochet bullets. You could throw a... It was the only item I think you could throw because you could pick up a frying pan and throw it, and then like as it's hurling through there, you could have it shoot off the thing and shoot straight down and hit somebody behind some cover. That was probably the coolest thing. So that was one probably one kind of the cool. more unique things in the game. We played... I've played lots of different games. Uh, one, we, we talked about on many podcasts before, lots of people, especially small-time, one-guy developers, everybody loves to make a side-scrolling game. 
well, it's apparently the easiest thing to develop. Yeah, we we had friends who who dip their toes in there and say the reason there's so many side scrolling beat 'em ups or side scrolling platforms because they're so easy and cheap to make because you only have to worry about the one, one dimension. dimension. One dimension. So yeah, and it's so much easier to render and all that faster to process. So the game we played a bunch of side scrolling. We played a bunch of games with bullet time. We played a bunch of shooters. I would say that the uh, was happy to see like the the frying pan th- as dumb as it sounds the frying pan thing was the first was literally in the game the first unique thing I saw yeah yeah because you have everything a, else I had seen up to that point I'd seen before there is a it's not super cruel but uh, there is a dodge mechanic that while you're being fired at as long as you hit uh I think one of the bumpers or something he'll spin, spin and he'll yeah. auto dodge bullets but there's only a limited t- amount of spins you can do before he gets dizzy and then he starts taking bullet damage again yeah just more a- more on the timing thing you have a shoot and timing and analog sticks and like point different directions and different guns and jumping and rolling and sliding and dodging and jumping and slow motion and but as far as I could tell I do think uh cause the the game I guess had a inside numbers priority set list is the dodging no matter what you were doing, you could be in the middle. Of, you could be in the middle of the air, split aim, shooting at two different people, and there's a third guy shooting at you. You click the spin button, everything stops, and he starts spinning immediately. It, it was the priority button, I guess, like hmm. the dodge button. And so you could literally, I did it a couple of times. Do a flip through the air as you're flipping through the air. Have one arm pointed at one guy, one arm completely stretched out in the other direction, pointing at two people, and like you know, I guess like a spread eagle form I don't know what you with that T-posing I guess T-pose is a better word than spread eagle <laughs> but T-posed in the midair and then you hit the dodge button he just pulls his arm in and starts spinning midair like it was sure, a, but you're uh, able to keep shooting yeah the bullets keep flying while mm-hmm. you're spinning somehow I guess we I made it as far as the first boss now I did find the first boss actually really fun is that the one on the motorcycle the ice cream motorcycle truck or it was motorcycles and he was an ice cream truck yeah it was the most unique thing in the game because it was different from everything else. Yes, but I've rode I've rode on a bike before and shot folks. I mean, I just did that did that much in a much cooler setting in Final Fantasy VII Remake. I mean, yeah, I guess that's very true. Yeah. But it was just because. So we could come back more to the game, but to uh, I'll just say why pretty much why we both kind of kind of quit. Yeah, um, it's simple fun. It really is simple fun. Yeah. But the replay value for me personally was very like oh, I get I get it. Yeah, that's, that's kind of where I got. Like I, I only played this one night. Likewise, like probably yeah. two hours, a couple maybe. hours. I got to a point like this is way after the frying pan. Where I'm just shooting folks, jumping through windows, rolling, dodging, shooting, rolling, dodging, jumping, shooting. And at a certain point, I was like, I think I get it. Like um, I'm not sure this game has anything else for me. I'm kind of doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. And I'm getting, I'm, I'm getting a little, I was getting bored of a, in a high octane action game. I was getting kind of bored. If I'm being honest, like I was just, it was just kind of going through the motions a little bit and I had zero interest in playing through a level again to do better. And I think yeah. that's maybe that's what this game is for. And, I, I had some difficulty with some of the things. Like I said, I had a thing that lasted like I three died all the time, yeah. What I foresaw was the game getting more redonkulous. Yeah, maybe. The game's not very long, though. As but, far as what I'm here, I think uh, 
think uh, Garrett's played it a while back when it first launched on Game Pass. You might be better at side-scrolling platformers than I am. Yeah. I'm awful at platforming. But what Chippa I, Jumping wasn't hard. It was just staying alive when there's 15 dudes trying to kill you. In one small, you know, room. Mm-hmm. But uh, what I could see coming was it being more enemies or doing that crap that it had where you had to like elevator ride down elevator ride up whilst inside the same room and we yeah, used the pulley start, system started getting, starting to get puzzly yeah and I was just like I my head's not hurting yet but I think that it will be and I, I get it hmm. good on you not my kind of game I'm not gonna crap on it saying that it oh it's the most horrible game ever no. it's not for me I get it's, what you're it's, doing it's doing well enough I don't know if you re- research it's doing well enough that it's supposedly getting a movie or a TV show I heard about that but I, just, I didn't do enough research into that because yeah. I think it just said the, the best they can do is like hey we're doing it yeah people and like it and it, ha- it has style I guess I don't know how it'll translate to it should be another Matrix Matrix shooter movie. Like, I, don't I don't know, know if I want it to be live action or be like CGI or something. Well, CGI would just be the game. And so I it's think it would be best if it was live action. Live action, maybe. Um, did you, any um, any music stand out to you, really? Because I don't, I think it was like uh, the same song a lot of the time. No, right? it's just real pumping, like dance music, it seems like. I, I did look up music for this game. And uh, from what I can gather, they, he, the dude must have picked, like, he must have asked, like, like actual artists, music artists. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's bands. I think it's, like... Like EDM or something? Maybe. Like, yeah, maybe. But electronic dance music, yeah. EDM. I think it's a lot of that. It's just, like, thumping bass and stuff like that throughout the whole uh, soundtrack. But I could find... I found some songs that I'll play uh, throughout this short talk of this game. Yeah, we, we didn't play, we didn't it very play very long. Um, the music I think the music fits the fits just the pulse pounding just the pounding just the thumping action I think it's a, I think it was a good choice just bobbing my head while roll, rolling around areas shooting folks so just not normally my kind of music that I like to listen to but it it, uh, it fit the the what the game was going for I feel like yeah at least it wasn't like some slow country or something <laughs> yeah, I, think he, I think the developer dude knew what he was doing he's got to he pick that particular kind of music Need some drums and some bass. Just do 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 do. Really, yeah, I guess it like do 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 really just that. But you'll hear if I play like because I would I would I'll play something earlier and then play something throughout. Uh, as far as the art, it was. I mean, it was like what realistic or nothing. It was too cartoony or wonky looking. It was just kind of a bunch of dudes. Some standard dudes yeah, it was just dudes I mean I don't know I don't know if there's a lot to say about this if you're not if people aren't digging into the uh, level design maybe and how to how to get through level how to play better like stuff like that and just the mechanic how do you talk about the mechanics of dodging and then well, comboing and because basically like a standard setup would be you we're just going to do like a single story hallway corridor so you would kick in the door. Hopefully, uh, one of your guys was standing near that front door. Chances you, are he is. And you would kick that door open, and then you immediately start firing, because you would probably parkour slide. I'm probably not the proper term, but slide over a crate of some sort that's kind of blocking the door because they're barricading the, barricading the door. Then, as you slid over, you'd have because they had foreground. Not foreground. They had background doors that people would come out of as well. 
So you would jump over this crate and you'd have, say, one guy coming out of the back, out of a hallway in the background, immediately notice you coming, start firing. That would immediately trigger, well, I think the first shot probably is what called the guy in, you kicking down the door. And then would have a guy at the other end of the hallway, like, either stand up from a chair because he was chilling or stand up from behind cover because he were moving crates or something mm -hmm. and start firing at you. And then as the first guy comes out of the hallway and starts shooting at you, you would either slow down time, jump, or dodge. Your choice, depending on how you want to combo. Because you could jump over him. I do think, did you get time slow down upgrades? Like, to, to extend the timer? I think, there, I think after you beat the boss... Or I think because I, I remember getting the ability to slow down time for longer, or the timer went down slower. Yeah, or something, something like that. I only played this game one night, people. Yeah, and I, I mean, I got it. <laughs> um, so continue with your. Whatever. And so, like, yeah, as he's coming through the door again, it all depends on what you want to do. Your choices would be to a standard choice would be shoot this guy and then shoot the guy at the end of the hallway. Hallway done, three kills, yeah. or you could jump over the guy and slow down time and split aim straight down at that guy and then across the way and shoot. Yeah. Or at the end, you could also kick the guy. Like, it, it all it just kicks. The kicks kills like a stunning thing. Kick. It depends. I think yeah. a lot of the time you could kill them or at least knock them back and then finish them off. Yeah. Because as far as I can tell, you, I don't think you had you had unlimited pistol ammo. Yeah, everything, all, every other extra extra weapon you picked up had a limited ammo. Yeah, but you would get ammo throughout the whole level. It wasn't like anything was super scarce, as far as I could tell. The pistols were really all you needed to kill people. I mean, yeah, but uh, what's the other gun? I uh, an Uzi. I think I just got a pistol and an Uzi is all I really got. Yeah, I don't remember anything else. Yeah, mm. but I imagine some of the guns get pretty hectic, like shotguns or heck. I mean, I imagine flamethrower would be kind of cool. If, it, if, if they, if they even far. exist, yeah. In the game. And so it all depends on, like, your uh, like two-dimensional puzzle solving of how to get from point A to point B through all the obstacles in whatever way you choose. Mm -hmm. And it's just, like, and, and I guess that is high replay value for people, but I like... I, I think it's a length of levels, finding the perfect path, doing the, like... There's like there's a there's a perfect there, there's got there are always gonna be videos. There's somebody who rolled through that entire game and never got hit. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For... Killed, killed killed every dude in one shot and never got hit. There's a perfect playthrough somewhere. And that would just uh, I wouldn't want to watch. I, I think that'd be pretty cool to watch, but then it would just make me feel horrible at video games, and then I would just I cry. Know, would it take for for a video like that? Would it take people people don't real people don't think about those videos like that? The so dude probably played the game a thousand times for that perfect run or edited together a bunch of perfect rooms to that is a possibility make it, look, this make it look that particular way but the game is the game is definitely in the style that it can be done oh yeah for it's sure. meant to be like you're you're not meant to obviously get shot you're not meant to get shot in any video game but the way that game is designed for combos getting shot screws up your combo mm -hmm. so the whole point of it is to it's like any, any game with combos and like I, I said Mitchell earlier like Devil May Cry or anything like that or Bayonetta these aren't the same those are 3D Brawlers, but this the whole point of those is dodging and when you're, when, when you're really good at those games, you dodge and build combos. And the whole point is to never get hit because you screw your combo. This is just a 2D version of that, but but uh, the entire focus on guns. Even though both those other games have guns, they're just like a 
like a, a bridge weapon kind of to bridge between combos. Just to keep the combo going whilst you dodge towards the enemy to finish him off with your melee weapon. But that's totally different. Well, just people who yeah. like pump... I, I don't know if it's a stretch to say if you like Dove May Cry or Bayonetta, you might like my friend Pedro. They're, I think they're, made, they're singularities, but a little too different. If you like the combo building, why not, you know... The combo building mechanic. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there was another game we played, like my friend Pedro. I feel like it, it, it seemed familiar. I mean, I'm thinking, the only thing that pops in my head is carrying, but that wasn't really combo related. No, I think oh, it, there was, um, I think it felt, maybe it just feels like any, because it seems similar to almost really any. No, oh, there's something else. God, I wish I would have thought about it beforehand but it, but it's more similar anything where you're running you know 2d across the screen firing a gun it kind of looks like any other any other game well there was that 360 game where like you were a super agent in armor do you remember that one the shadow complex shadow complex yeah similar to that shadow complex was was more of a metroidvania though it wasn't and, a it wasn't kind of combo it wasn't comboy but uh it was a 2.5 that's a pretty good game too but um there's something else in the back of my brain that's telling me there's another game like My Friend Pedro. But um, for me, uh, that was it was okay. I, I, it's I get bored. In, I get bored in a lot of video games. That's kind of not My Friend Pedro's fault, I guess. And or that or what I'll say is not. And it's I think I must have before. Not every game is for everybody. Yeah. Obviously, people struggle so much that why 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 doesn't why why doesn't this game why isn't this game popular? Why doesn't this game why don't I love this game? And people get like mad at the world, I guess, because every game ain't for them. Yeah. I don't care that my friend Pedro is not for me. Like I, like I understand there was there was some humor in it and some uh, no voice acting. I don't think, of course. I don't think so. Dude couldn't voice act his own game. Come on now, lazy. But uh, I get what it was, I get what the game was going for. I, I get it. Like you know, it's just not my not my thing. Uh, people out there probably enough people love it that it's done really well for him and obviously it's it's got it's got some sort of movie or something i think it's some john wick guys are attached to oh really that could be fun yeah stunt choreography yeah for stunt choreography and stuff like that so i'm pretty sure some john wick folks are attached to it so we'll see if that ever actually comes out before the popularity of the game fades we'll We'll see we'll see uh my friend pedro 2 at some point i imagine i'm sure it's doing well yeah uh, but that's, that's what I guys I says it's just not for me uh, I don't care about combos I don't care about points uh, it's not why I play video games I know some, some people live off points because there are people who like people who usually like older games more of an arcade style of a game this game might have worked really well in an arcade honestly it could yeah yeah too bad arcade yeah, quarter eater that's for sure yeah put a quarter there every time you die <laughs> you have a life bar so you don't you don't you don't die instantly but you die really fast. That's Very for sure. Fast, especially you kick down a door and there's 15 dudes in there in like a bi-level room. Yeah. Just unloading. So, I mean, I hate that, hate that this is short, but we kind of picked a, the two games we picked. We picked one game that we don't know. We we, we didn't we didn't beat. And the game was kind of short for us. And then we, we picked another game a little longer. But I'm not saying my friend Pedro's bad. I got bored, but it's, it's, just, it's just not my style. That's all I've got for it. Likewise, it's just, like I said earlier, I get it. Well, I feel like I'm being rude when I'm like, I get it. That's like going to a comedy like, show like, like and going, ha, like, that's funny. Like you're pretentious. Oh, I get what you're trying to do. Yeah. yeah. Like you look like you're having a lot, you look like you're having a lot of fun up there. I get it. <laughs> it just, it seems real rude, but I'm not trying to be. I just, I get what he's trying to do with the game. It's not for me. 
I played it. I'm not going to crap on it, write a bad review or anything. I'm just, I'll just be like, eh. And I'll probably forget about it until that TV show slash movie comes out. Yeah, like, I mean, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. So we might... And might enjoy that might more enjoy than that the more than the game, which is possible. I mean, it's possible if it's fun and done right, it could be entertaining, you know. So, it's kind of all. That's all I'm gonna say again. That's all I've got for it. Um, it is. I think yeah, it's still on it's game. Still, on, pa- game still pass. on Game Pass. Probably not for much longer, but uh, I'm glad it's on Game Pass because we had saved it on our wish list before. Before Game Pass, it was actually on our one of our, our Xbox wish lists. I'm glad I didn't buy it. I'd have been. I'm glad I didn't spend money on it. Yeah, I'd have been disappointed if I bought it. Not saying the game is not worth whatever whatever it sells for. It's just not like I said. Not worth it to me. To me, yeah. But it was a perfect. Uh, and also, and do the links. It's like that. It's actually quite a perfect uh, Game Pass game. Oh yeah. So that's pretty neat. Uh, that's it for me. Now, um, are you ready to tackle our yeah our second we, game? Yeah, it's a game we both enjoyed quite a bit. You want to kick us off? Uh, well, I don't have the company. Okay. I don't have the company notes, but I will say the next game we're going to talk about is called uh, Mutant Gear Zero: Colon <laughs> Road to Eden. long and nonsensical and the name uh if people probably read that name and they're like this sounds like garbage the name's long people have really long names to games they don't they don't know what to do with them this name is hiding a uh, very cool game actually i'm surprised i was actually surprised it was uh as good as it is yeah <clears throat> like you like said earlier it's called mutant year zero road to eden uh it's actually based off a Swedish tabletop game that may be... Do we have two Swedish games? Two Swedish developers by accident? Yeah, I guess. Huh. Yeah, that, that was a coincidence. Our bad. Our but bad. Swedish, Swedish know the metal, too. They're Swedish. Uh, like I said, it's a uh, tabletop game, as far as I can tell, based out of Sweden. And that may be why it has all the, uh, the add-ons. Mutant, Year Zero, Colon... Road to Eden, so it might be like a couple of the different. I was wondering if there was a like a Mutineer Zero game, like a smaller game beforehand. You might. You, you got, I don't. You got notes. Not, as far as I could tell, no. This oh. was their first foray into the video game franchise from the tabletop world. Okay. Now, uh, it originally came out December fourth, twenty eighteen, and has since uh, been put out on everything. Yeah. It's available on every system, as far as I could tell, or every. Like, you know, Windows, PS4, Xbox One, Switch. They don't think, and I'm sure you can find it on new console by now. Mm-hmm. Download it or whatever. Yeah, it's everywhere. Now, it was Game de- Boy. developed by the Bearded Ladies Consulting. Mm-hmm. It's five people, and so far they've only made four games, including this one. Uh, I think we looked into them before the because they, they have a new game. Mm-hmm. coming out that's in the style of this one exactly I'll get to that in a moment yeah now one it's kind of random but the first thing they ever created was a random name generator for video games 
if for, for, for that's where the consulting comes in in their names because mm-hmm. they were just called the bearded ladies and they put this out and they're like hey, let's call this the bearded ladies consulting and it became a thing because you can go to their website thebeardedladiesconsulting.com and they have a thing called video game generator and all you have name generator name generator for the for a video game and you type in the genre what it's about and then like the length and something else and you just hit enter and it will randomly generate you a name for your video game you're trying to make like an AI or something? Or yeah, like it's a... just an algorithm, and they, they built it specifically to help people make video games. Because after they... So, is that how they named, is that how they named their game? Uh, that's how they named their first game. Hmm. The first game, which came out, is on PS3 in 2010. And it was a, uh, a helicopter thief simulator. You were just like... What? Uh, a helicopter? Helicopter thief Simulator, so you stole helicopters? You were, you were stealing helicopters and landing them and then killing all bad guys. And then it was, regardless, when they typed in everything, the first result they got was called Land It, Bandit. And they said, that's it. That's the name of our game. That's awesome, actually. They tested it on themselves and immediately went with the first result. Dang. It's on PS3. You can find it. Uh, Land It, Bandit. I never heard of it, huh? And then in 2011, this one's much less uh, intriguing. It's a like a, a remaster or a remake of a game called Pipe. And it's just called Pipe Madness. They didn't use their name generator for that one. Clearly. And, it's, and that's just exactly what you think it is. It's pipes. It's pipe mazing. Connect, you is know, it like the, 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 the mini game in Bioshock? Will you connect to make the water flow through? I believe so. Yeah. It's either that one or they have additional ones which are like, ooh, make the blue pipes connect to the red pipes to the orange pipes and you have to have the whole... See, I like that in small doses in Bioshock. I was it? watching Jessica play Bioshock the other day and there's actually quite a bit of that. Mm-hmm. More than I remember there being. But I, I don't That's think only I can, if you're hacking a whole bunch of stuff. About if you're it. hacking a bunch, but I don't think I could take a whole game of that. Mm. But that's what... I mean, I think it's... I think it's Mobile only, from what I can it tell. Sounds like a, like a touchscreen nonsense. Yeah, and then we have, of course, the game we're currently talking about is the third game they've I think, made. I don't understand developers sometimes how they go from the helicopters to the pipes and then to this this game here comes out of nowhere. The only thing I can think is that maybe they were a fan of the tabletop game, and they're like, "Wouldn't it be cool if this was a video game?" <gasps> Wouldn't this be cool if it was a video game? Yeah, and, it, and we'll talk about it too. They clearly had seen XCOM. Oh yeah. We'll get into that. And then their final game, which as of right now, is only available on Windows. Twenty two. It came out in twenty twenty. Is only available on Windows. Mm-hmm. And it was called Corruption Twenty Twenty Nine. And it is a sci-fi military shooter set in literally the exact same style of graphics and combat system. Is what it looked like. Yeah. And we'll, get, we'll get into the combat style and the graphics of Mutant Year Zero. Yeah. So, that was everything they've done thus far. Mm-hmm. Now, Mutant uh, Year... I'm not going to give the whole thing. I'm just going to call it Mutant Year Zero. So, we're, 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 Mutant Year Zero is a turn-based uh, tactical or isometrical stealth game. Mm-hmm. Shooter. Yes, shooter. Yeah, all the weapons there, are... There's literally no melee. You, you have your, your well, special the, ability to charge, but that's it. That's, yeah, there's no, there's no, 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 nobody has any kind of... Mm-mm. You're right, it's all, it is all guns. Yeah, it's yeah. all guns. Yeah. Except for the single like, two people who can do like a charge attack. One, there's some bad guys that do the same thing, but... Yeah. 
Anyways, some cool things they actually kind of did mm-hmm. is you have a, a small roster of characters. Yeah. Much more, which I prefer, I would I prefer a, uh, what's what I'm looking for, an intimate roster of characters and a whole bunch of... Yeah, they do. We'll, we'll talk about, oh, we're going to talk about this. There's how many characters? One, two, three, four, five. Five in the base game, and they added an additional one in, for in, the, the, DLC. In the DLC. So, um, we'll say on the front, this game is really about the gameplay. Yeah. More than anything, you have all these characters, and there's there's cutscenes and talking. The game has voice acting, really good voice acting. The I might game add. Is voice acting, yeah. Really good voice acting. The problem is they don't really. The game itself focuses on the main narrative a lot of the time which really isn't that good of a narrative I mean, so you don't get a lot of focus on the characters themselves you don't, really, you don't get much backstory on the character you don't get much interaction with the characters so when it comes down to building your particular take a breath man yeah, no, take a breath when it comes down to building your team you're building your team based off their abilities and not which is fine you're, you're based off their abilities and not off their personalities I didn't pick anybody on my team because of their personalities because none of them have all too much of one, and it's that's just because there's no writing for it. There's no. Well, I mean, we say that, but at the same time, like I said, there's five characters. I spent the majority of the game with the main two, and so there was a lot of dialogue, and they were joking back and forth. Yeah. I mean, if you if you would swap out everybody, you would get a more inner team dynamic. But Maybe. I didn't change out my party very much because the first two you get, you're set. Well, they are. Yeah, we well, say their names. Yeah, sorry. Um, just as the game says, mutant, uh, every single person you get is some sort of mutant, not mutant. like X-Men mutants, but they're <laughs> mutant mutation based off what happened in the world. And I'll give you a quick sub like breakdown of what happened in the world in just a little bit. Yeah. So we start with a gentleman named Ducks, D-U-X, and he is a, a bipedal bad attitude duck. Mm-hmm. He... I don't know. <laughs> He's Donald Duck, Daffy Duck, and Howard the Duck all kind of yeah. greeted up and thrown in here and smokes a cigar. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have Borman, B-O-R-M-I-N, who is a, a Borman. <clears throat> Borman, yeah. And then duck, you, have, you know, Ducks is a duck, Borman is a boar. Then you have uh, Selma, who, she is a, a human plant mutate yeah she's a human but she's got like a some little growths on her not, not like they're like Ugh, gross looking but she's got some growths and she can control and communicate with plants on a small scale mm-hmm. like she can make vines grow and trap people and that's pretty helpful yeah. and a few other things yeah so she's not a weird animal mutation mm-hmm. weirdly enough i kind of wonder if they should have stuck strictly with stuck with the animal mutations because she's and who was the other, what's the la- other one? Well, there's two more. Yeah. There's Magnus, and he's entirely PK. He's entirely telekinesis. Yeah, also and, not an animal. No. He's entirely telekinesis, mind reading, and uh, oddly enough, uh, bioelectrical. He can shoot lightning. Yeah. And, and a small, he's not like, you know, Thor calling down the lightning, but he can do kind of a force lightning. Here's, your, range. here's your chain lightning ability. You, 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 you see in a lot of video games, chain lightning. And then your last one is a, a lady named Pharaoh, F A R O W, and she's a fox. So see, we're we're back, we're back to an animal again. Mm-hmm. So 
I wonder what was the decision making there. I wonder if these characters were made up for the game, or if they were, or if this is the characters that were in the board game. I think they may have been in the board game. Cause uh, do we want to talk about the final character too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He's part of it. He's in the deal. He, so we did. There is a DLC. We'll talk about. There's a DLC that we did buy. We didn't buy the game because the game. Well, ironically, it was on Game Pass, and we didn't get to it in time, and it left Game Pass, and I was like, ah, let's put it on Gamefly. So we got it on Gamefly, so we didn't pay for the game, but we we didn't initially like the game enough to pay for the DLC, which includes more maps, more story maps, and an additional character. And this is the final character. He's completely unique, because, um... Um... Pharaoh shares some of Dux's abilities and Borman shares some with Selma and then Magnus shares some with everybody. Like they all have Yeah, what's something I didn't like. There's some shared steel tree, which I thought was I, I hate using the word lazy, but I wish because lots of the game lots of, of other parts of the games are not is not lazy. Uh, I I say like the way the, the way the game looks and the way the game sounds and mm, stuff like plays. that. And the way the game plays is not lazy, but I wish I, if there's a sequel or, or the next game that they will have. We talk. It, we're, we're kind of in the conversation about character uniqueness and individuality. Individuality. If they didn't, if they didn't have any shared abilities, would, I would have much preferred. Yeah. Because they'll. And uh, let me get to this we'll last guy, the last guy, and then I'll we'll break down into how that power up and stuff work. This last guy, his name's Big Con. Mm-hmm. He's a giant moose man. Yeah, I love that guy. He went to my party immediately. He's a giant moose man, and he, like I said, he's unique. He has two fairly big abilities, which is like a ground pound stomp, where he sends out a shockwave around him, which is mm-hmm. pretty cool. Yeah. And then, um, it's not fire breath, it's flame puke. <laughs> he shoots up like flaming acidic bile. Yeah. Ironically, so, ironically, those moves sound very cool, and we can get into this as well, but uh, I played the game almost exclusively like we'll say 90 to 95 percent stealth so i never used any of the of his big abilities i just liked the care actually picked him because i liked his character yeah he was chill real chill he was a cool guy and uh he had some other abilities that i could use that shared with another i think i think he had some shared abilities i feel like Probably his minor because we'll, we'll go ahead and break down into character builds and combat because i'm going to be that's that's the majority of the game yeah. is character builds and the way combat works is every single character you have three forms of upgrade you have your everyone has I think was it four or five health upgrades mm. that you get which uh, increases health increases um, I think it was mostly it was like health and range yeah, health, move, and health, health, health and movement, and movement range because we said earlier, it is isometrical. It's grid-based, not like... Is it really gritty? Because it's not oh, grid, yeah. grid. Not gritty like grit, but grid. Yeah. Because anytime you were in combat, it was uh, squares. squares. As isometrical, it was 100% okay. squares. Yeah. Unlike the it, XCOMs, where you, kind of, you could kind of move around inside of a circle of movement. And as you move, the circle got smaller. This was entirely grid-based once you were X, in combat. XCOM might be a grid-based, too. It just didn't show the grid. That's a possibility. But this shows the grid, so it's definitely isometrical. Mm-hmm. Now, that's your first upgrade, which you can choose. You don't have to pick health. Um, and then you have major mutations and minor mutations. Mm-hmm. Now, anytime you do an upgrade, it looks very painful 
for the person. It animates this, like, their eyes glowing and their whole body kind of, like, seizes up with, like, this white energy. It doesn't look pleasant. <laughs> yeah, it looks really awful. And so... I guess mutations aren't supposed to be comfortable. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. Because everyone has a, like, a, a plethora, at least two or three major mutations. And then... In between the major mutation squares, there's these little circles, and that is your minor mutations. And those tends to be minor mutations tend to be uh, passive abilities, is what, as far as I can tell. Majors were active, passive were minor, and then your health boosts. Yeah, that's You're, what. It, and you can only equip one major and one minor, which I thought severely limited. Which it, oh, it also allowed for, because you could customize combat to your setting. Yeah. Now, first and foremost, we did use a guide, a TA guide. You did. I, I did. I abandoned it. I, I, don't, I don't think you needed it. Oh, yeah, I, I stopped using it after a minute because yeah. I once I realized I wasn't going to get the, the 1K, Yeah. and I, I was like, oh, this is kind of taken away from the experience. Let me go ahead and just stop here and enjoy the yeah. game. And I'm going to get the 1K because uh, this game has uh, Iron Man mode, which if you're familiar with this particular this genre of game, if you played an XCOM game or anything kind of like it, Iron Man is um, where the game saves constantly, and if a character dies, they... I think this game might just erase your save, something like that. If a character dies, they die for good kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, but it saves constantly. You can't like can't uh, retry retry a turn, which is way too hardcore. I'm no, I'm no Iron Man. So there's an Iron... Beating the game with Iron Man, we're like, no thanks. Yeah. So that tosses a 1K right out the window. Like I said, everyone's got their major, minors, and health. Yeah. Each one, unfortunately, I wish they were more unique. Yeah. Because Ducks has one where he flies, which is pretty awesome. He get, which adds to some of his combat advantages of having a height differentiation on enemies. Yeah. Because he can fly and automatically get a height differentiation on anybody. So that like, the height height advantage. So combined with certain of his passive abilities certain passive abilities, it guaranteed him uh, uh critical shots yeah. and crit damage and stuff like guaranteed a hundred percent chance yeah. of getting a critical. But yeah, he shares that ability with Pharaoh. Pharaoh. So Pharaoh also, which is a fox, but she also grows wings. <laughs> now ducks is a ducks that grows wings out of his back. Yeah. Which is Strange but moth wings on top of that, yeah, like moth these. wings. So, him, so he shares that ability with Pharaoh. Uh, in all honesty, she seems to be the only odd one out. Like, some of them had like the um, I ended up using her, like, uh, I think either late game or maybe in the DLC. I switched ducks out, I started using her because uh, you talk about the uh, the past, so there's the major, minor, and then there's health and stuff, health and movement. Mm -hmm. That's why I end up using her and Big Con. Uh, her and Big Con are unique that in their pa in their their right side of their 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 stuff, mm -hmm. their uh, it's health and movement. They both have uh, crit bonuses in their in their trees. Oh shoot! So that's why I ended up using her. So I use uh, Borman because he's ridiculous, like completely ridiculous. Just you'll, you'll see. And then I switched her. Her I didn't notice that at first. But I switched ducks. I ended up switching ducks out for her because ducks is just health and movement. Yeah, hers is health and then crit chance. Put ten percent, ten percent, and ten percent. And Big Con had the same thing. Hmm. Yeah. So like she she ended up her and Big Con ended up being the obvious choices because those are passive. 
Yeah. And, and you don't have you don't have to equip the health bonuses and the the, the damage ups. Those are passive. You don't you don't even have to equip those. Hmm. I didn't really realize that. Yeah. I, I, you didn't look at them. I, Not really, because I, I just stuck with ducks and Borman most of the game. Yeah. And through the majority of the game, I used Magnus, and then in the DLC, I switched to Selmo because you never used Bitcoin. Because because his abilities stomp and fire puke, I was like I, I'm not using loud, those. Yeah, like, we're, yeah. we're loud. And I don't think I even use them. Unfortunately, I will scratch that. I went back and used stomp later to try to get like some achievement cleanup. Yeah, it was like stomp three guys and one stomp at once. Yeah. Now ducks can fly. That's his major one. And then he's got a few other ones where he's more effective against. Uh, he he gets better headshots or not headshots, but better height advantage. Always get. Guaranteed critical, mm-hmm. and a thing that makes him more effective against bots. He can like short circuit them, so he's pretty useful. And but the short circuiting thing, Magnus shares that ability. Mm-hmm. Actually, I even think. Well, his he has the, he has a light. He doesn't have the the short circuiting shot. But not only, but somebody else has that. Either um, Pharaoh, because I had it. Because when, when I dropped ducks, either Pharaoh or Bitcoin also had the I short circuiting robots might ability. Have had it. Yeah, so it's all these shared abilities. Mm-hmm. Now, Borman, he his primary major mutation is a thing called Bore Rush, mm-hmm. which is glorious. Every time you use it, it's awesome. Sometimes it's loud. Sometimes it's quiet. It just depends on. It's well, it's always loud. Yeah, it just if you're far enough away from other enemies, you can you can use it without triggering other enemies. Because his cool thing, and also depending on how you build him, combining with his minor mutations, is he has this amazing thing where he'll charge somebody, hit him real hard and knock him flat, and then depending on how what abilities you have equipped, he can immediately pull his gun out and blast him in the face. Yeah, so but, my, my Borman build was, um, always gave him heavy, heavy weapons. Like, uh, for the majority of the game, from, well, I'll say majority because I ended up having this other thing. For a large portion of the beginning of the game, there's a, a fantastic shotgun he gets. The Boomstick. The Boomstick was an incredible shotgun. I think you eventually get a, a better shotgun, and then eventually you just get a freaking grenade launcher, which grenade launchers in, in normal shooting games sucks, but it's great in this because you're not really aiming it. It's just because it's a turn-based game. Mm-hmm. So what, I would, what I'd end up doing with Borman he has the boar rush skill. Well, boar rush is awesome. It runs him across across the map, through obstacles, which looks really cool. We had not really talked about the graphics of how we'll get really really cool the game looks. So, you, so there's an enemy hiding behind a wall. Borman goes through the wall, and knocks the person down. And that only costs. We didn't talk about AP. You have so, so much AP a turn. Action points. This is an exciting game. I'm getting kind of tor- tor- tied it's up fine. in it. So action points. So he's like one AP to do boar rush and knock somebody down. Then I have another AP. For the other skill, which is, like, uh, I forget what it's called, but he gets to shoot twice for one AP. Mm. So he would run, knock a fool down, do damage, knock them down, whip out the shotgun, or then or whip out the grenade launcher to a, to a, a dum-dum that's laying on the ground and unload two shots right into the person who's laying on the ground. Not very many things. Sur- only thing that ever survives that was, was bosses. Yeah. And a lot of times... Say seventy percent of the time, a boss would a boss would not survive that. One thing Drew didn't talk about is the uh, 
the the ability he was using, I think, was called double shot, which allowed him to, to fire twice with one AP, but at twenty five, it minus twenty five percent your accuracy. But when you're standing over someone's yeah, body, your accuracy is higher. The game's cool because the accuracy is higher based off your distance. Yeah. So when you're literally standing over standing over him, a poor individual, it's with a, a grenade launcher. <laughs> the the combat itself is a gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous numbers game. Yeah, it's, it's, it's cool. It's from two things. It's from one, it's from a board game. Yeah, and two, its biggest influence besides the board game is when they they did XCOM Enemy Unknown and whatever XCOM Two those mm-hmm. games that they made this really awesome turn based numbers game battle system that this game uses as well. And I fuck, like we played another game that tried to use it, but it's a really great combat system that XCOM. The team that Fire Axis, Fire Axis developed this cool combat system that this game more or less steals, if we're being honest. It looks very similar, but it's a it's a, it's a numbers game, but a very fun numbers game of uh, and, yeah. and you're able to do cool stuff like mm-hmm. that. I had a video that I don't know if my Xbox saved properly to show the environmental destruction, and it was a it was kind of a we didn't talk about how the game is more of a stealth game. Yeah. But I did able to, I was able to go and kill one of the, there's these giant robots. You know, I shoot the video, I was able to kill kill the giant robot, have the giant, all, all three people attack the giant robot in one turn, kill the giant robot, it fall down and explode and like blow a building away yeah. and still be considered stealth because I was far enough away. I, I think I had, had it. Because they I didn't I ever shared it, but I was like, this, 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 is, how, this is how you stealth. Mm-hmm. I took down a big old, big old machine in a one turn. Uh, do you talk about, talk about more about some characters? We kind of, kind of get, we kind of get, got to get into the well, we, we the will. stealth aspect of why it's a stealth game. Because I'll, I'll shotgun blast through these last couple ones. Uh, Selma, uh, her primary, her major mutation is a, a vine capture, where she would grow vines and capture people and keep them stationary for a set number of turns, which, which you can't abuse. She also had. Uh, which one I'm looking for? Uh, her, her, some of her passives were uh, increased uh, cover, because your cover system is she would get a hundred percent cover, only behind a fifty percent high wall. And then you had Magnus. His main thing was uh, he had two. He had chain. He was the only one who had two really useful. Well, next to Big Con, but he had a mind control thing that uh, you could kind of sort of save scum. But I want to get into that in here in just a second. Is the RNG, the random number generator? It's not exactly random. Because if you do the exact same thing, let's say, if you're trying to save Scum a, a miss on his telekinesis, you can't do the same thing again because you'll get the exact same result. Yeah, it's. The weird. random number generator isn't random. Yeah, you kind of. I think you Googled that to figure out why it wasn't working. Yeah, it was because strange your pansies like we are when you play XCOM XCOM the XCOM games are kind of somewhat notorious for like a 95% shot missing yeah and you're like nah screw that load and you try again and, it, and then it'll hit, it'll hit next time yeah that doesn't work in uh, Mutant Year Zero because there's some weird finagling in the in the in the coding that won't let that happen so say I walk up to a guy I, so like, Warman walks up and shoots a guy, and then for you, Selma walks up and shoots somebody, and then the other guy walks up and shoots, and that last shot, the shot you needed to kill, misses. Mm -hmm. You can't reload that third shot. 
you have to redo the entire turn, and then you have to move the you have to do the characters in a different order. You have to you have to make your last guy shoot first, Borman shoot second, because otherwise, if you do it the exact same way, you'll get the exact same result. Exact same result, infinitely. I yeah. didn't know that at first because I tried reloading some shots. I talked to Blake. I was, I, one night I was playing, I was like, this is ridiculous. I've been doing this same I did it like 10 times. It was, I was like, like 75% shot missing 10 times in a row. I was like, Some, something's wrong here. And I think that's the night you had, you had Googled it and be like, oh, people were saying that's not how it works. And I was like, oh, boy. So we, and that, it really changes how you – it actually changes how you play the game because you still they're still loading to maybe try different results and stuff like that. But you have to like re – you have to like move everything around and do it differently anyway. And I think you – you control your turn, your character's turn order. Don't oh, yeah, you? yeah. You, you just uh, right bumper over to whoever you want to move first. Now Magnus has a a mind control thing, which he can take control of weaker mind enemies. He can't take control of bosses or bots. And certain big boy enemies have a, a tolerance. Yeah, a less so chance, have, but he can do it. He can do it to the big boy enemies, as well as he has a chain lightning ability, which is kind of a shotgun blast lightning, yeah. which is it hits it works, but it's really only great for the robots, yeah. which it's are great quite a, robots. It's fantastic. And the sound of it's pretty loud like, and bombacious. I like the sound. A, yeah, it is a gorgeous sounds, sound. Sounds rough when it hits people. Now Pharaoh, uh, she un uh, her big big thing was she could fly as well like ducks. Yeah. But she was an amalgamation. She had ducks abilities, some abilities. I think she had. She, the, she had an ability from everybody. We I didn't think. mention it. Borman's eating ability, but uh, I think she. I think she had Borman's eating ability. Did she have it? Yes, she uh, gluttony, which you could eat a, a downed person, which is an achievement I didn't get. So there's these there's these med there's med bots that literally all the med bots do is he'll pick up people that you've knocked down. There's an achievement which I didn't get, but uh. Uh, Borman can heal himself by eating <laughs> corpse eaters. Called corpse, corpse eater. eater. There you go. Called corpse Borman eater. can eat corpses. Supposedly, not supposed. There is an achievement for eating a corpse that a med bot is trying to heal. Yeah, which I didn't get. I didn't get the achievement. And there's an achievement you can get too that I I I did a, a post game cleanup. Yeah. Where I had two of my people get knocked down, that had Borman eat one of them. <laughs> one of your own people. Eat one of my own people. Yeah. That's rough. It's a it's a it's a, a healing ability, which uh, uh, healing is somewhat uh, depending on the play style. Healing is somewhat unnecessary. Yeah, if you're playing on easy like me and Drew, where you're fully healed, AP mm -hmm. and health. But if you're playing on like the Iron Man modes, then your health isn't healed and your AP isn't healed between fights. You have yeah, to rough. and. Uh, certain of your major mutations have a cooldown factor, which on easy is reset. On hard, carries over in between fights. Mm. That's another reason why I didn't want to do that. Brutal. We're pansies. You know, and, you've heard the podcast before. We're pansies. And Big Con is uh, Stomp, which is a uh, hit the ground and it shockwave out from you about three or four spaces. Mm -hmm. And then his Fire Puke is your standard cone of fire, like you would do in any tabletop game or any sort of RPG style. It's the cone of fire, or cone of ice. It shoots yeah. out in a triangle in front of him. Never used it. No, I did a later using his use his um because I I did end up using his his a like a minor mutation which I think I think Selma has as well which is jumping. Mm -hmm. You can jump to any because there's height. She was a sniper. Well, she could be could be a sniper. Anybody, anybody can use any gun. Yeah, but she had that where she would jump. Kind of like well, ducks would fly, but someone would jump. It could jump anywhere, and you see a lot of enemies use it too. Mm -hmm. but I ended up using jump with uh. 
with a big con and jump was pretty cool because one it, it looks cool like everything does and you would jump and when you land you can uh you upgrade it oh the, the dlc had upgrades uh, land on somebody and knock them down when you land on top of them. Oh, dude. Yeah. Well, that would make sense. You would well, crush all the bombs. Well, I did that. So I actually landed an achievement, which was uh, by accident, which was kill somebody by knocking them off of something. I had intended to jump and land on somebody just to knock them down, but I jumped up onto a building, landed on somebody, and it knocked them off the side of the building, and they fell all the way down and died, and I popped the achievement in the DLC. It was a, a main game achievement that I got in the DLC by accident. Well, that's awesome sauce. It, and it, it, looked, it looked so cool. It was so fun. I, ended up, I was like... I didn't know I could do that, so I started jumping all over the place. I probably would have used jump earlier in the game because based on distance, like everything else, jumping can be loud, but if you mm -hmm. jump far enough away, you won't trigger other enemies to get into the into the combat. So we spoke about all the characters and how, you know, n no one's 100% unique and there's like an amalgamation of everybody. Now, the best part of this game is combat. And we had another game, it has nothing to do with it, but what was the other game? It was a numbers game. Battle Chasers, which is a 100% a, a numbers, a beautiful numbers combat game. Yeah. It's nowhere near the same style of combat, but just know I, I appreciate numbers <laughs> in combat. Yeah. Now, what we said earlier is like 90% of the combat in this game is optional. You can skirt almost every encounter. Yeah, because you can sneak around. But you, if you want to level up and stuff, you kind of have to do it. Yeah, you do level, level up as a party, not individual characters. Now, how this works, how the, the combat is gorgeous. Because as long as you're sneaking, you can activate combat on individual enemies. And as long as you're stealth, which you have loud weapons and you have silent weapons. I think in the entire game... There's like four. Everybody, well, you can buy everybody, other everybody, ones. You can buy repeat repeats of silent weapons. Yeah. But there are four unique silent weapons, and it will tell you silent. There's a crossbow, a which you start with, which you start with a silent pistol, mm -hmm. a mimir, which I it was almost like a, a needle gun mm -hmm. or a, a nail gun almost. It was it was weak, but it could fire a bunch. Mm -hmm. And then there was a. Uh, a silent assault rifle or something, wasn't there? Well, that, well, that was the Reaper, or whatever assault rifle that was in the DLC. Yeah. One, one of the only good thing, only good weapons to come out of the DLC, which that was awesome. uh, a silenced uh, assault rifle, which was incredible, beautiful. Yeah, and now every gun, too. Also, every gun had you had unlimited ammo, but every gun had a certain number of, uh, in a clip before you had to reload. You actually had to use AP to reload, so you had to be careful well, how you were. Yeah. You also had to, you had to be careful how, where you were in combat because you kill this guy in one turn, but look at your ammo. Oh crap! Uh, I need to reload this turn. Switch to the other character. Or you well, you could carry two guns. Yeah, that is true. You could you had your most of the time you had your silent gun and your big boy damage gun. Mm -hmm. So the combat is beautiful because you can orchestrate everything to your favor because enemies were, are going on patrol. And you're like, okay, this guy walks really far away from... Before I get too far into it, <laughs> it is set in a post-apocalyptic... America. America, I believe, yeah. Is, post it, is it America? I think so. Surely, surely, surely it ain't Sweden? I think it might be Sweden, in all honesty. That makes more sense. Well, why, was, why would they put it in America? But it's Sweden, but it had some American things in there. Yeah. Or like American parodies in there. Mm. 
And so <clears throat> I just wanted to explain that before I start talking about like sneaking around this in particular environment. So it's post-apocalyptic. I forget the why. Because I was... I can tell you. I have all that wrote down. Yeah, the why is post-apocalyptic. Okay. Would you want to tell me or do you want to get to it? You could go into the post. Right. I mean, we're, we're all over the place because we, 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 we bounce around a lot on games we get excited about. on games. Because there's games so we, many we, points we want to get to. But yeah. we'll kind of clear it up real quick. Is there was a disease called the Red Plague. Mm-hmm. Which when somebody got it, um, it basically made them... It, it was like almost like Ebola. Uh, bulgy from the inside. Yeah, but except for if for whatever reason, Ebola does everything, and make it forces all liquids out of your body from any orifice that it go. Ebola just melts you from the inside. Red plague seemed to be just blood, and it started in your eyes and ears and face and went everywhere. But it was like blood Ebola, basically, is what it sounds like. I'm sure, there's a lot of bloody. Sure, there's plenty of blood involved with Ebola. Yeah, but egg. Uh, <laughs> I, that's what it seemed like. It was just called the Red Plague. And made, the first sign was your eyes would go red because they would fill with blood and then burst. Ouch. And so from the Red Plague, uh, the area, the military at the time decided, let's build a wall and keep everyone who's infected, you know, standard military procedure. Let's throw everyone who's diseased behind that wall. Oh, they're not dying. Uh, let's blow it up. <laughs> let's, you know blow it up nuke it kill the fire and so everything out in the zone became blasted with uh you know uh, they call it something else they because where they're at in the world is they're they're shot from the world and they have their own terminology for things but they're the purge their great purge or whatever the fire purge brought about a thing called they they just call it the uh the miasma. Now, if you're human, it makes you go crazy. Mm-hmm. It just makes you go bonkers, crazy, start talking to yourself, and then eventually start eating other people or eating yourself. It just drives you insane. And for whatever reason, mutants are immune. So all five of your characters are completely immune to the miasma. But whilst you're out and about, you will fight some other mutants but some humans who have just gone you crazy don't, you don't fight other mutants because the either the characters talk about it how they're unique yeah, well you, you fight ghouls cra- that's what my ghouls are just like crazy are the ghouls are the crazed people in the miasma yeah who have accepted it and just kind of went, went bananas yeah so all that's going on and the whole danger area the, the infected is just called the zone that's what the characters calls it. That's what the story calls it. It's just the zone. Now, while inside the zone, there's about the main settlement is called the Ark. Mm-hmm. And where the last remaining sane humans are yeah. holed up. It's controlled by a dude just called the Elder. Yeah. And I think he's called the Elder because he just happens to be the oldest living dude there. <laughs> and he's running everything. And then there's a couple other, uh, you have ghouls, and then you have another thing called the Nova Sect, which are radicalized ghouls trying to eradicate all human life or turn people into ghouls. That's their their goal. Then as you're going through, there are still active 
uh, bots. You have police bots, med bots, and then like enforcer robots. As well as mutated animals. But I never fought anything more than the uh, zone dogs. I didn't fight any other animal that I could think of besides zone dogs. It is weird, isn't it? Like you see like birds fly away. Like there's no there's no mutant birds, but like you you see birds fly away. I don't know if you see anything else, like frogs or anything. It's like, like frog bouncing and insects. You see some insects, but like dogs. So cats. There's just like these weird zone dogs. Zone dogs. But they're you know, you fight them and they they can be very aggressive. Yeah. Now the whole that that's kinda like the basis of the world you live in. Yeah. And you're hunting your main core group of people, which is Ducks, Borman, Selma, Magnus, and Pharaoh, and eventually Big Khan, you're all called stalkers. Because mm-hmm. your goal, because you're immune to the miasma, is to go, kind of like any post-apocalyptic or like zombie thing, is you start at your home base and you do a ever-expanding perimeter searching for scrap and supplies and so on and so forth to bring back to the Ark. Exactly. Yeah. That's kind of what you're doing. That's kind of the gist of the whole game, just about. Yeah. Except you're searching for, like, one dude. One particular gentleman who is, like, second in command of the Ark. Mm-hmm. And you, you spend literally the whole game looking for that guy. That's, he, the, that's the entire plot. Yeah, the, the story isn't great. I'm not going to... It is it is what it is. It's mm-hmm. cool. The world is cool. The story itself, not so much. But the combat is gorgeous and amazing. So... I'm going to play a drinking game. Every time Blake says the combat is gorgeous, you'll be smashed by now. Yes. Um, so as I was saying earlier, you can in, you can build every single encounter to 100% your advantage. What happens is you can control your characters individually outside combat and set them up and have them hidden behind walls yeah. Did and you ever trees. Do that? Like once or twice, it didn't so, seem super useful. I imagine it's super useful on yeah. a higher difficulty, but on no. easy, not so much. Well, maybe, but I did it a couple of times on uh, area bosses. You mm-hmm. can position yourself, you can split your party up, and uh, it's cool. You can take them behind and hide them behind uh, individual pieces of cover, and then you and you but you split them and you take because uh, sorry, a lot of bosses will have area kind of AOE attacks. If you take your people and you split them across like you can pincer attack people like with, with th- like a three point attack trident attack trident attack yeah. from three different well it's like probably three at the same three place. prong yeah but a three prong attack different directions and as as you and also helps with stealth because say you're all three standing together and you stealth with one person and the enemy becomes aware after after the first attack they'll see the other two yeah but if you split them up, I don't. I don't. It doesn't sound like you ever did this. If you split them up, he'll. Uh, you'll. You get. You get the stealth bonus of the first character on the boss, and he's like turns that way, and then the next next character in your party gets an, another stealth bonus because the guy didn't see the boss didn't see that character, and your third character gets another stealth bonus. Sometimes, like I said, that will end a fight. Well, yeah, I never had to really worry. I, I was usually ending most fights I did it in on one a, turn. I did it on a. Uh, on, a, on a mind control enemies and stuff like that, or enemies that had lightning attacks, but it's awesome because you can actually do a thing where you would attack with er, other two characters. And if you end your third attack with Borman, because it's the only enemy left, you end your third attack with Borman and you bore rush that boss. Mm-hmm. Even if Borman doesn't somehow by miraculously doesn't manage to kill them, you've knocked them down. And when you knock them down, they lose two turns. The fight is over. Oh yeah. 
like it was it was just cool setting it up that that tactical advantage and it it may seem unfair but like the game gives you the option to make to build that tactical advantage now I do want to talk but you can't do that in XCOM because XCOM that's the difference between this XCOM doesn't work that way when you start XCOM games in XCOM because XCOM's not open world you just start fights in XCOM yeah this game you're wondering you're wandering around exploring and you initialize combat yeah and like I said, you can initialize, you can straight up shoot them or get caught, but you can initialize as stealth combat. And the cool thing is you can initialize combat whilst stealth and be like, ooh, I'm not in a good position. You could leave combat, reposition yourself, and enter stealth combat again without the enemy have any idea that you're trying to fight him. Yeah. So it's... Um, is it gorgeous? It is. Now, one cool thing I do want to talk about, at least the game developers were, they had the foresight foresight to do this. Mm -hmm. Now, the game had permadeath, recruitable soldiers, as well as like a more open world game. Like, to be more open world was their plan with this combat system. So, uh, if you say, because I was like, there's not recruitable soldiers. No, no, no. This was their plan to have like nameless recruitable people like, you know, just random name generator. Here's Billy. Here's William. Here's, you know, Jeanette. And here's Anna. And so, they scrapped, uh, other than, unless you're playing on Iron Man mode or Iron Maiden mode, whatever it's called. Iron Man. Unless you're playing on that, there is no permadeath in this game at all. There is no recruitable soldiers. They, they got rid of the permadeath, the recruitable soldiers, and the open world exploring. Yeah. And there's still, it's still open world-ish, but instead of it being an f- actual open world game, yeah. they scrapped the open maps. world game. They scrapped everything so they could focus for the sake of keeping the story like it's supposed to be. And uh, making the comp because they felt they created the combat system first to make it mimic the board game as much as possible, mm-hmm. and then everything else was counterintuitive to the combat system. And so they're like, combat system is the most important thing. We'll change everything else. Combat system needs to stay. Mm-hmm. And as, as you can tell, me and Drew talking about it, that's the you mm. can tell when you're playing. It's what they thought about the most, but and we. We've messed up a little bit because we normally lead with uh, art and graphics, so you kind of get a picture of what we're talking yeah. about. The uh, because this game has uh, quite stunning graphics. We're being honest; like it actually is very. The detailed. game, the game is each of the maps is incredibly detailed and look amazing. It's one and of the better looking games, especially from a small company. I don't know how they got the money or the budget to make a game that looks as good as this does. Now the game, it's, it's that's the environments. The character models are kind of, they're kind of gross and whatever, because they're mutants, whatever. I don't, I'm not talking about the character models and stuff, but I'm continually walking around these maps. It's post-apocalyptic world in the way in vines. And it's, you have to see it. It's really what we're talking about, but like, it was like, it, it, it really is just, it's, uh, it's, it's, re, it's, it's not, there's no art style. It's like a, it's art, but it's, it's real. Like, it's art style is real. Like, it's the real world. And it, uh, it reflects that very well. Everything looks real. Everything looks really good. It looks... How do you mean? How, what more can you say? It just looks it's gorgeous. A, yeah. <laughs> the environments were very pretty. And as far as I could tell, we didn't really get into this, but sometimes, like in bigger boss fights, or some things just don't go your way, and you do got to use big boy guns. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, that also includes a plethora of grenades. Yeah, we got grenades, yeah. You have mol- co- uh, Molotov cocktails, you know, just a fire area, burns for a few turns. Big, uh, you have the straight-up frag grenade, and then there were smoke grenades and glow sticks. I think that was and it. And EMPs. EMPs was e- up. EMPs for EMPs bots. are the things I use the most. Yeah. I used one glow stick the entire game because I was I was trying to get an achievement. Yeah. So we obviously you know what Molotovs do. You know what grenades do. Uh, and um, a smoke grenade is exactly what you think it is. It, you throw a smoke grenade and then you hide inside the smoke grenade, and it gives you. It doesn't give you cover, uh, a defense bonus, but it gives you a uh, any enemy trying to hit you has like a minus half percent. See, I didn't like it because I didn't use it. I didn't like it because also you shoot. Yeah. Out of it, you can't see because I think it was. Borman has also we forgot that Borman has another like a minor mutation I think mm-hmm. that does that. Does the same thing. Yeah. I didn't like. It also said that like Borman grows. It's like Borman will grow these gross spores that when he's hit by something, he'll they'll, they'll pop and make this miss. But it, it affects enemy sight. It also Borman's weapon so, line of sight. And I was like, I don't, I don't, that. I don't like the negative side of that. So that's it's kind of what a smoke grenade does and a, a light stick kind of uh, a glow stick does the opposite of that. You throw a glow stick at an enemy and it raises your chance of hitting that enemy. And the EMP. Also does what you think it does. It uh, uses them on um, most uh, bots. On bots, and it'll stun them for multiple turns, which is how you destroy things. Because it... your best bet is to get get it where enemies don't get turns. And as far like I said, I think everything, most environments are destructible. All the building environments. I don't think some of the abandoned trains you could break through. You could break the trains because he like... would hop through windows and stuff, like while yeah. he was bore rushing. Yeah. But you definitely get smashed through a wall. I was surprised the first time I smashed through a wall. It was so cool. Oh, it looks, yeah. It looks and good. And it looked good. It sounds good and looks good. And then um, I had, um, there's that uh, robot inside that barn. Mm. If you wake that machine up, it comes like exploding out of that barn. Yeah, I it didn't do so, that. I yeah, snuck in the back door and programmed it. You killed it. it, but I uh, activated it. And it uh, explodes out of this freaking barn. Like the, I guess the whole barn is probably destructible, but it comes blasting out of this barn. It looks so cool. Like it, this the animation, the way it looks is so very neat. And I, and I t- talked about how I dropped that that machine earlier because when machines drop, the big ones they explode. I, I dropped think every it. machine explodes. So I dropped it next to a big old brick building. When it when it blew up, oddly enough, it doesn't hurt your characters when it blows up, but it did annihilate this it might building. Because you're playing on easy too, maybe. But it did annihilate the building I was uh, sitting next to. It. If I can catch that video, I think you do. I think you do send it to me. I think you. Yeah. I, I, if I, you I, don't I, have I, it still, I bet I could send it back to you. Yeah, I could probably pull it and post it on uh, post it on the social media because it's a really cool looking video. You can actually get a, a taste of what the destruction looks like in that game. Now I've slobbed all over the the combat. Do you have anything else you want to add? Because I don't want to like. Because I could go on for a long time talking about it, but I don't think we need to sit another hour talking about the combat and how fun it yeah. is. Well, I mean, the combat's the game. Yeah. So we said the story is kind of... Majority of the main game story, and we, and we should talk about the DLC, I guess. The main game story, you're just you're sent to go find this guy. This guy, stalker his name's uh, Hammond. Yeah, a stalker that didn't make it back or something like that. And what the whole the whole game is trying to find Hammond. Like, you get somewhere and they're like, oh, Hammond must have kept going, or the bad guys got Hammond and took him further away. Like, you know, your princess sitting in the castle. That's the kind of the whole game, for storyline-wise. 
And then the game, so now we'll talk about the DLC, I feel like, because the game builds up to some other events that happen we don't want to spoil because granted the story ain't great, but it's... You get, what, you, get what, you get what you get at the end. There's some things happen. And the game sort of just stops. Yeah. And that's what I feel like they may have charged people money to get the rest of the game. Yeah. Because the, um, the DLC, which is called uh, Seed of Evil, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a whopping $15. Mm-hmm. Now, admittedly, you get you get a you get whole like, extra like, chunk of the game, which is like four to eight hours. Yeah. You get like five brand new. So there's a, there's a couple of things. You get like five new maps and all the new story, but the story really is, it really picks up right where the game just kind of, the game just stopped. Yeah. It picks up right there. Like you literally have to go back into the, and like rewatch the final cut scene again. You don't have to fight again, but you load your game and rewatch the final part. And then it kind of just picks up and keeps rolling right there. Yeah. But you do get all these, there's a lot of content. Now granted, I'll give them the fact that $15 seems high. You get a lot of maps. I was, it was kind of lacking in the armor and weapons department. Like there's that silent assault rifle. That's the only good thing. Everything else was a, a rehashing of some sort. Yeah. So it's kind of lacking in weapons and armor. Or it was the same exact weapon. It's like, ooh, this wearing this armor makes you immune to critical hits. But instead of it being blue police armor, it was black military armor. It was kind of weak sauce. Yeah. Oh, speaking of armor and weapons, armor weapons helmets. and helmets were all changed visibly. Yeah, thankfully. So that was actually really cool. Not a lot of games do that. Yeah. Because uh, like every gun you put, you would. It, on your character model, and then when you had them in their screen, on their uh, character screen, it showed their character, and you could see it, everything changed. That all the different hat changes, all the different armor changed, and every single weapon, depending, it changed on their person. Yeah. So it's really well, cool can, when we, games. And the guns had three levels, so you level up a gun had three different visual styles and weapons. Yeah. Like you get it kind of rusty, and then you would upgrade it, and it would be clean, and then the final version would be like spotless with brand new stock and everything with upgrades visible. And the upgrades to the guns were visible when you upgraded depending on what you were doing. So they did lots. So detail. The company, I feel like, that's why I look so forward, the company's very detail-oriented, and I love that. So back to the DLC, uh, you get more story, which of course you get an, a- an actual ending now, mm-hmm. which more or less you get more. You get an ending, you get, but there's still another question. Yeah, more. Oh yeah, yeah. They like because uh, that one character just kind of wanders off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to spoil that for people, but he so, just yeah, does, does his own it thing. It does kind of like you're right because it does kind of like the main story ends in a certain way. Where you're chasing somebody else. That person kind of just peters off, and you end up going in a different direction and taking care of a whole different other problem. Yeah, I didn't think about that. You're right. So it kind of misses the, misses the point of what how the first game ended anyway. Ooh. So you get that. You get a bunch of new maps, which is cool. Seeing new maps is cool because the game looks amazing. Uh, you get BigCon. You get the entire edition of new of BigCon. Whole BigCon right at the beginning, and you get um, certain mutations get upgrades. Yeah, um, everyone has. I think most people's major mutation got an upgrade. Certain, well, it was certain. The ones. fly got an upgrade. The boar rush got an upgrade. The vines got an upgrade. The mind control. I don't think the lightning got an upgrade, but the mind control got an upgrade. The lightning didn't get an upgrade. And, or, one of the two didn't get an upgrade. Well, I think the mind control because of what 
the DLC kind of has going on. I think the mind control got the okay. upgrade, but the lightning didn't. Yeah. And you said his uh, his jump, the jump got an upgrade. So I'm assuming yes. Pharaoh, whoever had I the think other the jump, jump I think the jump normally didn't knock folks down. I think the upgrade. Now I will say that the the upgrades are lame. The upgrade. I wanted so that when you buy the DLC, it talks about new mutations. You get all these new mutations. I was like, cool, new powers. It's upgrades on existing powers, and most all of them are lame. Are lame upgrades. And like the jump now knocks people down. And one of them I didn't do. Well, Bormans. They ruined Bormans' thing. Now I didn't do it because it's dumb. Yeah. Bormans' boar rush turns into bear rush. Bear rush, and what this does now it does the same thing except now when he hits folks, it. Knocks them away from him and knocked him back like I think three spaces, three or four squares. Yeah, and I was like, that's the opposite of what I use Bore Rush for. I use Bore Rush to get on top of them because it knocks them down then, right in front of you, didn't destroy them. Like, so I was like, I'm not mind that upgrade, it's, it, it would ruin Bore Rush. And if you hit them, there's a chance you could knock them three spaces back into another character's awareness circle, exactly. Like, and it so it ruins like, the aspect of yeah, stealth. I don't know what they were thinking for that one. I don't, I, don't know. Know. I don't know. Well, maybe they want to be like, oh, what if people want to be... Because you can play the game gung-ho, but I don't think it's as near be near as much fun. Because it's it's usually your party of three against like 30 enemies on screen. Yeah. And if you start going gung-ho using loud weapons, they hear you and they go, hey, they're over there. And then every enemy on this fairly large map comes at you. Yeah. And it's not, it doesn't seem as much fun as it would be to, the stealth is where it's at. Yeah, it's definitely a stealth thing. So I didn't like any of the the, the upgrades like that, so I didn't get anything out of that. They weren't hit, the only thing, I got them all, except for the the Boar Rush into Bear Rush. I did not buy Bear Rush, but Mm -hmm. I bought everything else. All the health upgrades, because I think you got even, you got everyone got an additional health upgrade. Did they? I think so. They got oh, so the, th- the funny thing about the um, the health upgrades is if you're playing stealth stealthily, you'll never need a health upgrade. No. If you play correctly, and I feel like aside from certain bosses, unless you play, there's probably ways the game's available. Aside from bosses, you could probably play play this almost entire game and never get. I wonder, I wonder if there's a way to play this entire game and never even get shot. I bet there is. The main game, the DLC, the final boss of the DLC, I don't think it's possible. Well, that was the whole point of the um, the guide, the TA guide I was using. That's it right. was getting 1K, getting every achievement, which is playing through Iron Man mode. And he had a, it was a very detailed guide if you want to look into it, was exact because he took screenshots of where his characters were exactly in order to manipulate the fight into your favor. That's wild. And stuff like that. He's like, yeah, take one step here, see this rock, stand to the left of this rock. And he would have a picture. If he couldn't explain it in words because it was too complicated, he would have a picture of, like, see this rock formation, stand to the left and up one square. And That's right wrong. there. And he, it was very exact. Hmm. That's too but much. But it was too, it, no, it was yeah, too detailed. Trying to find it, it, it was hard and annoying. And I'm like, I'm playing on easy anyway. I just stopped following the guide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. So, uh... Am I missing anything in the DLC? You get new maps, a couple of new items. Oh. New character, story. Um, you have your first time you have side missions. Yeah, but 
side missions really were just like, hey, go kill this group of enemies in an old map. In an old map. You'll send you back to an old map to fight a particular fight. Those actually were about the only places you even got the new weapons. Those were the only places you got the new weapons. You, yeah. you, know, you had to do, I think there's like 10 or 12 side missions. Was there that many? There may have been 8 or 10. There was a, quite a few. There, there was about 8 or 10. Really? It seemed like there was that many, but it was just a guy. There was a, there was a different guy. It was a different guy at the at the arc. Was like he gave you like a walkie-talkie. Was like go here, fight well, these people. It, I think it was the guy who ran the uh, the item shop. The bar. The bar. Yeah, the bar. Pip, Prip, something like that. I don't know. And uh, going to all these, you got something. Albeit some of them were, some of the uh, armor was pretty cool. Like increase. Oh, I think there was one super amazing hat. Mm-hmm. And. Some of the armors were really cool, but it was it was just a a skin change of a different armor that was already awesome. That you, but you only had one of them the whole game, so getting a second one made was, it pretty was, cool. Was pretty pivotal, yeah. Because it was amazing. Because, like I said earlier, some of the bigger enemies had Borman's charge ability, yeah. And this armor made you immune to knockdown. So these big enemies would run, bore rush you, and they would hit you, and then they would fall down. They wouldn't fall down for a couple of, you know, and stay down, but they would fall down and you would take no damage. Yeah. And that was a lot better than being shot at or having grenades. I think I ended you. up with every, all three characters, all three of my main party ended up with that. But I think you get immunity. one in the main game and the additional ones were part of the DLC. Of the DLC. I think that's where it came from. But, I mean, you gotta, I it think. It was funny having, because uh, Pharaoh is a tiny little fox girl. Yeah. And having these dudes, they're called tanks. They're yeah. for people, but they're big. They're almost in like fallout armor yeah and they run they hit pharaoh who's like literally half their size they hit her they go oof and they fall down it's so funny especially if one comes crashing through a wall and runs into her and hits her and, is, and it falls over it's so funny and all the sound effects were very satisfying that's what i say we went audio and the visuals are detail spot, detail and spot on detail yeah um yeah. i don't want to ruin any of the story what is there i think i did a good job bouncing around it i don't have I have a small little tidbit to say that doesn't have really a lot to do with the game? Um, do you have anything else you want to mention? I said we could break, we could rave about it forever, but uh, you can get it on get it on GameFly. I would I would probably uh, I don't know how long I spent playing the actual twenty twenty five hours probably for the whole thing. I think the entire plus DLC mm-hmm. will be probably back thirty five hours. Not that long? I, I forgot I forgot to look at my time played. Uh, I think it's, so. It's worth every bit of. Now you can get you can buy it DLC included sometimes. Like you yeah. see it on sale. There's I would a, probably maybe get the game DLC included. And pay twenty twenty five dollars. So it's worth. I wouldn't spend more than thirty for everything. For well, everything. I mean, if the game, I I would sixty bucks for all of that for everything included. Sixty bucks for all of it. The thing about that, that wouldn't be that, bad. The thing about yeah, you could. It's on sale all the time. Yeah. You're probably going to get it on sale. I imagine if you can get it on sale for forty or less, I would yeah. say. I think I think that there's is plenty a, of content there. There's plenty of content. And uh, given the different characters, there's probably replay value. If you wanted to play it, play the game multiple times. You can swap characters out any time. Not in combat, but you can swap them out outside of combat. There's no. But make sure you re-equip them with weapons because yeah. you you can go into combat with nothing. Yeah, by, by <laughs> accident. Uh, I think the game, whatever you pay, I think the game's worth whatever amount of money. And it's it's very interesting to see. I wish more. This has got, I don't know if they had a publisher or not, but this is, they're basically an indie company. Yeah. Of, 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 you know, we see there's five people in the whole company. 
I believe so. I, I, I could be wrong, but the the bearded ladies themselves are just five people. I think they may have additional so folks. I don't know what they did, and I don't, I don't keep slobbing over their knob, I guess, but to make the game look as good as it does, I don't know. It ain't going to be like... It's no it ain't, it ain't gonna Horizon be or Horizon, Death Stranding. Or uh, even now people rave about Valhalla maybe or something like that. Yeah. Assassin's Creed Valhalla or Gears Hivebusters. I don't, I haven't seen Valhalla or Hivebusters yet, but I think what comes down to the game, this game is that it, it does have a small team. I don't know how they make a game look this good and be as finely detailed. Like they clearly, I don't say people, people don't love, love making their game. I don't say the Valhalla team don't love the beer companies don't love their job sometimes or love making it, but this team so detailed in the environment. You don't see games that look the this detailed. You don't you you don't. Like open world games and stuff like that, you don't see you see like, oh there's a couple of trees over there and there's a there's a wall with a whatever. Like it's just like you just don't see games that look these the way these maps are dense and detailed. You don't see games that look like this ever. The only the only thing I wish is that I wish I could zoom in. Because you have a bird's eye view, kind of, mm-hmm. for the most part, kind of like, eh, it's like a, almost a bird. It's not top down completely, but it's back a ways. It's like was a three quarter bird's eye. Besides spinning the camera, was there, any, was there any kind of zoom? I don't think so. I think whenever you activated your abilities or got a headshot, you could turn the option on or off where it would kind of like zoom in a little bit. I just wish that I could zoom in. Yeah. That's the only thing to really. Well, maybe, maybe zooming in would break the illusion. Maybe, probably. <laughs> And also, I think I the zooming in would get rid of. Uh, I think the whole point of the top-down view was a board game. Board game. That's what you. That's the view you would have playing a board game. You wouldn't be down the action. Down in the action with them. Yeah. So I get it, and I adore it. Um, now we've talked about all this it being post-apocalyptic, kind of. Now the game, the the their newest game we just talked about, uh, which was Corruption Twenty Twenty Nine. Looks exactly like this game. It might even look a little bit better. That's what I'm excited about to see another game with this and kind of it love. is like this is kind of sci-fi with like a going on and you have mutants going on. But I haven't I haven't seen it. Is it like a? It looks like there's there's people in suits of armor and yeah. each of their suits of armor it looks like give them abilities from the game because I saw someone doing a boar rush mm-hmm. to somebody hitting them, but of course they were really. Uh, stylized it so you hit it and the whole game slowed down you watched him burst through the wall and you saw all the the particles bricks and not particles but the blocks of the yeah. building like, but I'm saying they had it, fun is, with the trailer is it um is it very very sci-fi I like the realistic I, I like the realistic look of this game because this game is based in reality it just looks like you're in an actual it place it looks like and people and people using technology and people using suits and I think the suits are what gave them the the mutations is what it lo- is what it looked like. Yeah. I all I, said, all I did was watch. With it. I was like, "What is this game?" And I watched the trailer. I was like, "Oh, this is just a a more military sci-fi version of this." Yeah. Is what it looked like because it looked like you were a, a military unit. No, probably is what it looked like. I don't know if they took like all the personality out of the characters. They probably didn't. Who knows? Um, uh, you have anything else? Nah, man. So we can. Brag and brag and brag forever. It was, it's a great. It's actually a great game. Just don't go to it for the storyline. There's no. There's no major things in the story. You ain't gonna be like. You ain't gonna be sitting around with your, with your friends talking about the ups and downs of the plot of Mutant Year Zero. But there is plenty to get out of the out of the combat. They knew. They, the company knew what they were doing when it came. Like I said, he said they designed the combat first. I mean, it's 
They knew exactly what they were doing. Now, my last little snippet is uh, as recently as August of 2020, it was announced, I don't have the production company, but it was announced that they were going to make a full-length animated film, and the entire film would be rendered using the Unreal Engine 4. Hmm. There's an there's a opening cinematic that looks pretty good. It looks it is pretty good, yeah. yeah. I don't... And so uh, the only thing they've said is that it, it is going to be done full length animated. They film. are they they are doing it, it is announced that they are going to do it uh, with the within the Unreal Engine four and it has a director, which is uh, Hasraf Dulul. Uh, he's done a couple of small things. Uh, some he's going to be directing and writing it. Uh, some of his short films are Fubar Redux Project. Chronos, Sync, and Iris. S-Y-N-K, Sync, not S-I-N-K. Mm-hmm. And those are all like shorts he's kind of done. Now, with uh, Project Chronos, apparently the idea was liked so much as a short film, they're like, hey, here's more money, make a big movie. And that movie's called, uh, it's based in the same world, I don't think it's the same character, but same world, and it's called The Beyond. And it came out in 2017. Now, a year later, in 2018, he has another movie called 2036 Origin Unknown. He seems to like sci-fi a bunch, because both of these appear, seem to appear in like space setting. Now, the 2036 Origin Unknown came out in 2018. I don't know much about it other than the fact... Other than the fact... Other than the fact... Um, the main character is uh, Katie Sackhoff. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. And I enjoy her quite a bit. Um, past that, I don't know much else because like, August wasn't that long ago, and so they're probably he's still ironing out the details from the game. He's like, should I include what character? Should I include what? Should, I'm not going to. Should I include the DLC and stuff like that? And if it looks anything like that opening CG, I think it'll be a pretty fun. Yeah, it could be a cool movie, but you won't get the. I mean, we're, we 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 spent the whole time telling you that the story and the stuff ain't, ain't where it's at, and the movie wouldn't you don't get the combat I mean but they could do cool combat stuff I think it would just be folks shooting folks in a movie let's be honest I think it would yeah the game the combat's where it's at but if they make a game and that gets it more publicity and more people flock to the game and then they get to make a second game more power I'm hey I'm down I am down for supporting that idea yeah it's very cool I don't have anything else I want to add I think I am good with uh, slobbing on knobbing. <laughs> Is it gorgeous? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gorgeous combat. What? Gorgeous combat. Gorgeous combat. Uh, the last thing I'm going to do real quick is uh, bust through a band real fast. Um, this is a band I listened to for a, a long time, uh, back when I was a kid and stuff like that. Uh, they've, they're they more or less still around. They put out an EP and... Uh, uh, 2019 they've uh, been through a I look at their Wikipedia or they've been through an excessive amount of members I don't know what that's about some bands just can't keep it together uh, but this band's called uh, Barrier Dead they're a pretty uh, hardcore kind of a metal thing um, they're a bit odd for me because they uh, the, mainly because the the main the main singer they've had two they've had like four or five singers, but only really uh, two singers that have made it to album. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, the, their first original singer had a couple of albums. Let's see. The first singer, he did one, two, three, three albums. And then he stepped away. I forget why. I didn't really dig into that. I knew why back in the day, but I hadn't followed him for a while. And then they had a different singer come in a few years later and uh, do two albums. And then he ended up doing his own thing too. And a couple of years later, the original singer came back and did another album in 2011. We got to see them live. We saw the second guy, right? Now, we saw, I don't know if you're right, there was one festival here many, many years ago. Where I saw Bury Your Dead from way in the like it was like it was a amphi- amphitheater. You I may have been, been too young for that. Was, that may have been like a, your first um, I was Buzz a, Fest or something. It may have been a uh, Family Values, maybe with Corn or something, it one of the big been. Family Values stores. But I saw I've seen the original singer really from a distance. Like it was so far away. Like I was out in the field and whatever you see him far away. Yeah. So I've heard him. That's where I heard of them. Probably was from that that particular day. Family Values of Six, maybe something <laughs> like that. Forever did. ago, like I was a teenager. And then we actually ended up seeing the band at, actually see them here. At the cannery. At the cannery here in Nashville. But that was with, was with the, the the new singer at the time. Hmm. Uh, I forget his name, Mike Terry or Terry Mike. or All I know, that dude was like. Mike Terry, M-Y-K-E, Mike. Ugh, Mike Terry, two first names. Huh. But, uh. So we saw the new uh, the new singer, which he was actually pretty good. I don't I don't know, really know why he didn't uh, stick around. I didn't really dig into why he didn't stick around because he did. Uh, they did the whole thing when he when he joined. They did a they did a self titled thing where he kind of brought in where he kind of more or less kind of sang real rough like the like the original guy did. And then he did his own. Then a year later, they did a, another album with him where he. Uh, did his own kind of thing. He did a kind of a mix of clean and 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 rough vocals, and I don't know how that panned out. I don't. That probably didn't pan out too well with the fans. Because when you hear what the uh, original singer sounded like, he's gruff, growly. Yeah. Not screamo. He's growly. He's very. Well, he's, this is, this, that's what I say. What's weird about this band? What this band does and how this singer sounds. This is about the only um, band that sings like this that I even like. Because they, he does. He's he's a, it's a screamy band. Like he's just a screamy guy. Um, I don't normally listen to stuff. I don't know what stands out about Barry. I couldn't even tell you what stands out about Barry or Dad. Maybe it's the way that maybe it's the music and the the groove of the music, and that I could for some reason I can understand what this guy says. I don't know yeah. what it is. So people probably ain't gonna like the particular this particular band right now that I'm not to share. I can't kind of can't blame you because it's rougher than anything else that I've I've, I've played. Um, what else is there to say? They're still, like I said, they, the last album they put out weirdly is 2011, but they're, they've stayed active weird, like, like in doing different things. Like they put out a, a new single and an EP at the end of 2019, a, a new EP with like five songs mm-hmm. on it. So I think they're still somewhat... Well, like maybe they're just busy living life. Like maybe some of them got instead of like dissolving the band, they're like, "Hey, we're just gonna go on hiatus. Like we're getting married, we're having kids, but we still make music." Yeah, I don't care. Because some people will stop. Yeah, which is fair. You got to support your family and stuff. Maybe they're. I don't know. Yeah, um, I picked a song from the album that I got to know them on. It's a uh, album called. It's the third album called "Beauty and the Breakdown." 
um, all the track titles. It's it was a confusing band at the time because all the track titles are uh, references to fairy tales, which also on top of that have nothing to do with the songs themselves. Because even before that, the the album before this is called Cover Your Tracks, and the titles of all of those songs is just Tom Cruise movies. <laughs> Literally, it's just Tom Cruise movies. And that has nothing to do with the songs. It makes it very confusing to listen to the band sometimes. And then Beauty and the Breakdown, I have stuff like uh, House of Straw, a glass, sip, a glass Slipper, The Poison Apple, Twelve Stroke of Midnight, Trail of Crumbs, Wishing Well, Let Your Hair Down, Mirror, Mirror. You know, these are all... House of Brick, uh, the, these are all just fairy tale references, but it has nothing to do with the songs. So it makes them pretty uh, confusing, I feel like. Unless there's more in the lyrics that I just haven't really dug deep into over the years. And then after Beauty and the Breakdown is when they changed singers, and he just kind of did norm, norm, normal track titles. And then they went back on their last album, which was uh, uh, called Mosh and Roll. Mosh in Roll, like Mosh and Roll. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know what the... Uh, what the what the if there's a joke in these titles maybe a little bluebeard I don't know slaughterhouse five mother night jailbird I don't know if there's any kind of j joke in these titles I couldn't yeah so I've, I'm I'm lost there but apparently on the EP the EP again I was looking at the EP or the EP is back to Tom Cruise titles again so I don't know what this dude's deal is with uh loving Tom Cruise loving Tom Cruise but uh Anyway, I gab it on and on about this. This is a very heavy band, uh, kind of streamy. I, I I can guarantee some people ain't people ain't gonna like this, but uh, it's the only band that I know that I listen to like this. There's a dime a dozen screamy bands in the world. This is the only one that's ever stuck out to me. I figure uh, after the uh, after Clutch, I think Clutch was the last thing I played. Clutch yeah. was just some more just good groove. I don't think classic's the wrong word. Just good rock. Like Glitch is just some good rock and roll. I forgot to go a little, a little harder on this one. Maybe I'll do, I'll do something a little, a little different on my next go around. But I'm gonna play a song uh, from Beauty and the Breakdown because it's the the album that I got to know them on. I've listened to all the albums. I still like Beauty and the Breakdown the most, probably. And I'm gonna end this playing the song uh, Mirror Mirror. Yeah, definitely. I don't play Mirror Mirror. I've listened to a bunch of the tracks today trying to figure out which one to play. And Blake, I don't think Blake likes Bury Your Dead that much. But I, I, don't, I, don't, I know I don't enough of them. But... Yeah, I don't blame you for not liking them. But uh, that's all I got for them. I think it's a pretty cool band. They're still around, so they're still trying to do stuff. Uh, if you like them, check them out. I'll be adding this song to the playlist. I think that's all I got. So after Blake says his piece, you'll be hearing Mirror Mirror. I will edit the volume a little lower. But you might want to just be ready for that. <laughs> it starts live from the get-go? Probably. Okay. All their songs tend to start pretty loud. But anyway, that's all I've got today. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, go buy Blake's story. Jump on our Patreon. Come watch us play games on the Twitch. It, the, the idea of Twitch originally was to give you a sneak peek of games we're going to talk about, talk about on the podcast. Uh, not entirely true. I don't have any intention of talking about Gears of War or Halo on the po any more than necessary on the podcast. The games are big. You know them. Yeah. 
Uh, ironically, we were somewhat bored during both of the games. The biggest shooting franchises in history were extremely bored during Years of War, extremely bored during Halo. Maybe there'll be some other podcast that maybe we'll talk about it eventually on some other side deal on a podcast. We'll see. Twitch is about just chilling and hanging out. Maybe maybe you're getting a few sneak peeks. Like Moss is a sneak peek. Yakus is a sneak peek. So just come talk to us, hang out. Uh, I think that's all I got. All the other social media nonsense. Just come come hang out with us, talk to us, tell us if you play anything, watch anything, do anything that's from the podcast. We we like to hear about it. And that's all I've got. Blake, wrap this bad boy up because I'm hungry. I want to wish everybody a good evening and good night.